Well, hello and welcome to Pursuit of Purpose, where we are healed, delivered, and by God's power, helping others to break free. I am your host, author, speaker, and kingdom writing coach, Indiana Tuggle. And if you've been following me um, for a while, if you've been following Pursuit of Purpose for a while, you know that I have been sharing my testimony of how I have been healed, delivered, and set free through the power of the pen. And also on the second and the fourth Fridays, I bring to you... um, some phenomenal women who I have met in the field or shall I say on the journey to my pursuit of purpose and I have discovered how they too have turned their pain into purpose and today is one of those special days I have with me in the studio I like to say studio even though we over the phone but I have here with me um, a wonderful and great queen who I have had the pleasure of meeting over on social media and we have just really truly connected she has been become my biz bestie she is an author she is a speaker she is a breakthrough coach and she is the founder and ceo of release the queen in you enterprises so i'm so excited to have natalie lewis with us on today hi nat hey everybody hey hey how are you i am great how are you I'm good. And um today we can talk about such a plethora of things because um our ideals and our business paths certainly almost always cross because we both love to empower women to be the best that they can be in Christ. And I know that um you always speak about them adjusting their crown and refocusing their crown and just being the queen that God created them to be. So we just gonna let God do what he do on today and we gonna see um (laughs) where we go how we flow so um to get started just tell us a little bit about you and what you do so me and what i do so as she said i'm an author speaker coach but above all of that first i'm a woman of god i'm a mother i'm a sister friend i'm a caregiver to my mother And I'm just a woman who is continuously on the journey of becoming everything that God has called me to be. So while I'm on that journey, I decided that I could help others along their journey as well. Because I believe that every woman is a queen, but not every woman may have recognized that in their life. So I know my purpose is to help people realize their potential and realize that they're not their past, they're not what they're going through, they're not what other people say about them, but really they are who they are everything that God has called them to be. But a lot of people, including myself, that was part of my journey, struggle in believing that they can be great. Absolutely. And you said something that was key in there. You said um, on your journey of becoming. And I think that's where we're going to really spend the bulk of our conversation because that journey of becoming can be so, it can be so frustrating because as Mm -hmm. women, especially as adult women, we feel like no matter how old you are, I know I'm in my 40s, you're in your 30s, no matter how old you are, when you're on that journey of becoming, you still feel like you're too old to not know (laughs) what it is that you want to do with your life so you end up being impatient with yourself. So let's start by saying how do you define the journey of of becoming what is it look like? that journey is start off with awareness because you can't become something if you're not aware of where you're at so you got to be aware of who you are aware of who you want to become you have to be determined not to quit when things pop up or challenges arise you have to be focused because there are going to be things that will cause you, you know, that can cause you to sway or get out of alignment. Um, you have to put God first, period, because if you're not following God's order and you're not following his will for your life, you definitely are going to block your blessings and miss everything that he has for you. 
Um, you have to be authentic and transparent. You can't fake it till you make it. That's not going to work <laughs> if you're going to become something, you know, become better. Um, and you have to really recognize that it's a journey. So it's not going to happen overnight. You've got to have patience with yourself. You've got to give yourself grace. You have to give yourself time because it's not going to be, you know, there's, there's no point where you just arrive. You're always going to be growing. You're always going to be learning and unlearning. You're always going to be um, faced with challenges, but it's up to you to decide that you're going to become better and learn from those past mistakes that you've made. Learn from the situations that came in your life that may have caused you pain. You know, everything to me is a learning experience, good or bad. So you have to take those experiences and use them in a way that you can become better and you can learn from them and you can help someone else who may be going through that situation and help them figure it out because you've already accomplished that. You've already done that. I hope that answers Girl, you answered that question and a whole lot more. Um, Because (laughs) one of the things is that when you the journey of 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 purpose and and i i just feel like so many times people can miss misunderstand what purpose is and we look for it to be this one thing um and 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 this one we're we're on a on a journey to get to this one set place and i love how you said that it's an awareness of of really truly recognizing that it is a journey you know and there Mm -hmm. is no there is no set destination and I know the Bible speaks about us going from glory to glory and I remember I used to get so frustrated you know and and tell God that I'm so tired of healing but at the same time I had to realize that as I grow further in God as I go from different levels as I understand you know who I am am because even knowing who you are sometimes that's a journey (laughs) you know because you don't know even though you you've been knowing you all your life you still don't know you not like god know you you know so Uh -uh. it's or or you don't know um your own potential you know we like to say we see potential in other people but we don't even know our own potential you know really Uh truly not the way not the way god knows us so i feel like we have to really embrace the process and part of that awareness is in knowing that I don't have to have all the answers right now yeah I don't have to be perfect like the world tells me I have to be perfect because I'm a woman and I'm of this certain age and I should know better and I should no you should be like you said always learning And then, yep. you know, you should be always growing, and that means that you're learning from your mistakes. You know, so as long as that is – now, if you come to repeating the same mistakes over and over, that's a totally different situation. <laughs> then that's a choice at that point. <laughs> you know? Right, it's a choice, it's a decision, and it's intentional. Then, once you know better, you don't do better. Then you got a whole another thing going on. But you should right. always, always, um have that 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 patience with yourself and that's part of self-love that is absolutely yeah. part of self-love in knowing that you would you are not trying to be perfect you would never be perfect but the perfection comes in in because I, li- I like the scripture god will perfect that which concerns me the perfection mm-hmm. comes when you when you realize that god is your help and you can immediately turn to him, you know, and when you turn to him and when you allow him to lead and to guide you, the Holy Spirit leads and guides us into all truth. So you're going to be perfect yes. in him. Don't mean you're going to never mess up, but you're going to quickly get back on track and you're going to keep it moving. And you're not going to allow the enemy to keep you in condemnation, you know, so um, <clears throat> that was a long expedition. But... <laughs> Get to our 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 next point when we once we become aware. So what if you don't know? What if you don't really truly understand? Because a lot of times when we begin this journey of of becoming of the road to purpose, we come to God so broken. 
We come mm-hmm. to God so broken to the point to where God almost got to be like the, the man in the forest with the switchblade, you know, just constantly chopping down trees to get to us. <laughs> it's so much. It's so much blocking, you know. So how do you how do you begin to, uh, I guess, allow God to really break down those broken places or even how do you even know that you are broken and that you need some assistance because before believe, you can become aware we keep talking over each other before you, you can become aware <laughs> of where you're going you know you have to be you have to also become aware that you're broken yes yes that is the hard truth that you have to face within yourself. And a lot of people run away from that. You mentioned, you know, you have to come to God broken, but a lot of us are coming to God with a mask on. We're coming to God with our fake humbleness, our fake cries. Our, it's not the real thing. Like, we give a little bit, but we don't come to God like, yo, my heart is broken for real, like, help me. We come to God like, well, I'm strong and I'm good, so help me get over this. We don't tell the full truth to God as if he doesn't already know it. So I believe that God, there's always warning before destruction. So I believe that God always gives us signs, warnings, even if it's through someone else that makes us aware of where we're at on our walk, on our journey. And for me, one of the things I realized was, like, why am I so doggone mean and angry? I went through a whole time. And this was like, I want to say maybe my early 20s after I had my son and broke up with his father and I was just trying to figure life out. I'm like, why am I, like, I thought I was happy. I thought I was good. I thought I was great. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm kind of mean. (laughs) I'm kind of angry. I'm a little bitter. Like, I got to get through this part. And it took my child telling me, Mommy, you mean. For me to realize, oh, heck no, uh-uh, what's wrong with me? My own child think I'm mean. That's not cool. Because I realized I was taking my frustrations of life and everything out on him. And it wasn't even like I was doing it on purpose. I didn't even realize I was really doing it. But until he really said that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. You got to get yourself together because you're like a chicken bomb. And you're about to explode, and you exploded on the wrong people. So for, for those who are not a, aware right now of, of what needs to be healed or why you're healing, the first thing I would say is check your attitude. How are you really feeling? Are you annoyed all the time? Are you irritated all the time? Are you sad all the time? Are you frustrated all the time? Are you overwhelmed all the time? Those little indentations that, you know, every day, you're living every day like that, that's not normal. Something's wrong. And you have to face yourself. It's like you said, it's so easy to look at somebody else and say, oh, they got potential, or look at somebody else and say, oh, they ruining their life. But when are you going to start looking at yourself? The real thing about queening is when you're able to adjust your own crown. And a lot of us think that a lot of us think that we, should, we can help others, but we don't take the time to heal and help ourselves. So I definitely feel like God will expose to you what you need to fix. Now, if you're just blatantly ignoring it, that's on you. But eventually there's going to come a point where you can't ignore it anymore. You know, you don't lost every job because your attitude or you late or your performance. Or you can't keep any friendships because you keep doing people wrong, treating people wrong. Or you start and you stop, you start and you stop, you have no motivation. That's the problem. Mm. And you have to be honest with yourself enough to say, all right, what's, what's really good with me? Why am I feeling like this? And once you recognize that, then you can come to God with the real stuff. Because like I said, a lot of us, we be faking. Oh, God, I'm good. You know, we, we, we subscribe to that whole strong woman mess, and you already know I don't subscribe to that. And God doesn't want us to be that. He wants us to come to him broken with a, with a sincere heart, with a real raw heart so that he can fix it. And God is the only one who can fix it. But a lot of times we run to different things. We run into all these classes. And let me just put this out there. There's nothing wrong with educating yourself, getting classes, getting books, hiring a life coach, hiring what you need. But have you consulted God? We put God last. So I'm going to go spend all this money on these coaches. 
I'm going to spend all this money on these online classes. I'm going to go to therapy, but I'm going to keep switching therapists because I don't like what the last therapist said to me, even though it probably was something you really needed to hear. Um, <laughs> you know, you keep, do, you keep doing this. It's a, it's a pattern, and you keep mm-hmm. doing it looking for an answer, and God's like, I wish you would just come to me. I wish you would just allow me space and time to come into her life. She's a queen, but I need to polish her crown. But she won't let me because God is not going to, he, he's not going to force himself on you. But one thing he will do is do something drastic in your life to get your attention. So before you get to that point, disclaimer, don't, don't get to that point because it, it, it don't feel good. <laughs> take, take, my, take, my, um, <laughs> take my advice. Don't wait to get to that point. But, you know, just if you make that a part of your everyday now where you come to God with your real, raw, honest thoughts, no matter how, you know, crazy or whatever they may be, I'm telling you, in his word says that he'll replace a stony heart. He'll give you a new heart. He'll give you a heart that's willing to obey him. But you first have to come to him and surrender. What you thought you wanted to do, how you wanted to do it, how you wanted to live, who you thought was going to be there, who you thought was going to support you, all of that stuff doesn't matter. God wants your attention. And there are going to be times where he surrounds you with the right people, but first he has to get your attention, and you have to give him your attention so that he can renew you, restore you, and transform your life. Absolutely. And I, 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 I love where you was talking about um, looking in the mirror because so many times we don't uh, we ignore our own toxic patterns because I went through that. Um, as well, I had to realize that I was the common denominator, and all of my mm-hmm. doggone toxic relationships, all the bad. I can sit. We we are so um, used to pointing the finger at other people and be and and being victim or playing victim that we don't even realize that we're playing the victim. You know, if every right. guy you've been in a relationship with broke up with you for the same reason, then you might want to be like, okay, I'm the common denominator. You know, why? what is it about me that I keep choosing all of these guys with this same pattern? Uh-huh. You know, why do I keep choosing men that end up being unfaithful? Something wrong with my picker. Apparently, I'm picking them wrong, uh-huh. you know, uh, or something and like that. you know that what you said, though? Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but when you said it, it came to mind. What you just said, you said, I'm picking them. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. We be picking people um, for our lives, and God be like, I ain't never tell you to put that man in your life. I ain't never tell you that that was your friend. I ain't never tell you that that business idea, that that business opportunity was yours. Why did you take after that? Right. And then sometimes it's that we don't even trust the people that around that are around us. My my pastor used to tell me all the time, um, and my grandma used to say it all the time. He was she he was like. Sometimes there is some truth even in the stuff that you hate to say. <laughs> because, Come on. you know, 25 haters can't be telling a lie. Right. Everybody's not lying on you, baby. You keep talking about some everybody lying. No, everybody not lying. You got three pointers, three fingers pointing back at you. Everybody not lying at you. And, you. and sometimes we have to begin to sit down and analyze our relationships because I talk about that in my um, Right to Heal course. You have to sit down and really, truly analyze all of your relationships and, re- and yeah. even the ones that have been severed and ask yourself, what was the cause of it being severed because a lot of times not that you have to blame yourself but you have to take ownership for your part in a de- in the demise of the relationship because it still takes two it takes two I don't care what kind of relationship it is whether it's romantic whether it's friendship whether it's work it takes two people for their relationship to go south so so you still have to recognize and own your part because I've, I've been co-worker I had a co-worker she was a school teacher, and when and when we would sit around and talk at uh, um at lunch, and she would always say talk about the different schools that she'd been in, and I'm talking about this lady had been at I know ten or fifteen different schools, you know, and I'm like that ain't a good look first of all, you know, and I'm like right. every school you you changing schools, and it, and every time you always say the same thing, oh so and so didn't like me, so and so was jealous of me, they couldn't handle an educated black woman, and I'm just they was just and I sit up there and me and, and me and all the other girls sitting in the break room looking at her and looking at each other and then we looking back we like 
So you don't recognize you the issue? Y'all just hate. No, that's the problem. You uh-uh. think everybody uh-uh. hates. No, ma'am, you have an attitude. You, people can't work with you. Your attitude is so high and mighty. You acting like you way up here when y'all all working at the same school and y'all supposed to have one goal of educating these children, but you acting like you the, you the chief and y'all all Indians. And I'm looking at her right. like, baby, you're the problem. <laughs> it was but so what's funny. crazy is when you're the problem, you don't see it because you don't want to see it. Because right. denial, I said, I think I, I made a post about this earlier today. I said denial will cause you to delay your blessings, delay your the path that God has for you. Because you're so in denial that you won't even, you. it's almost to the point, you know, God will just leave you to yourself. Because he's like, you know what, I don't just told her 12,000 times and she ain't listening. So I'm going to just let her go off by herself, see, you know, see what she do. She's going to be back. <laughs> She's going to be back because when you're in denial, when you don't want to face yourself, that's when you know you are really far gone, when you really don't want to face yourself. You cannot call yourself a queen and never check with your own crown to make sure it's not, you know, dusty, you ain't got no stuff on it, you know, it's all dull and whack because you want to, you wearing a counterfeit crown. It may look, you may be able to clean it up, but it ain't real. And people can know, people will know that, people can sense that, people won't want to be around you. You have to really take the time to say, okay, I want to fix this. I want to do better. Because in you, in you doing better is your healing, is your blessing, is your you get to let things go, you be released. But also, God will download to you what it is that you're here for, your purpose. And you can't seek purpose. I think people, and I, and I kind of blame social media, people take purpose as I got to start a business and make all this money. That is not it. Right. That ain't it, because you can't have business. De- you can't put business development above your personal development. Your personal development is an ongoing thing, and if you're not developing yourself, your business, and whatever else you got going on, it's gonna fail. Mhm. Absolutely, I I totally, totally um, sign on to that bandwagon because it's it's. It's like we have this one track mind when it comes to comes to purpose, you know, and it's because, like you said, we're looking at other people and we're following other people instead of get instead of getting in God's um, presence and uncovering what He created you for. What's your uniqueness? Yeah. What's your skill set? And like you said, it may or may not be a business. You know, um, I, I I get so sick of people, you know, glorifying entrepreneurship when in reality, a lot of people. Don't care nothing about having no business. A lot of people just nope. want to work for the, just want to work for themselves. You know, they just want to come away from up under the thumb of of a nine to five. You know, and relying on that. But a lot of them don't really want a business where you're going to be, you know, responsible for employees and and doing all of this. Right. You know, I just want to I just want to have my own income coming in. <laughs> Yes. and do what but, I want to do. And a, and a lot of times you have to realize that there is a difference. There really is a difference in in, 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 in wanting that, that freedom of being, you know, self-employed and also in also wanting the responsibility of owning and, and developing and growing a business. There are two different right. things, and it's okay, you know, if you if you want one or the other, you know. But my thing is, when it comes to purpose, you have to really truly accept what's best for you and be true to who you are, you know. But yes. if you don't know who you are because you keep chasing everybody else and 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 smile and looking at what's glittering, because people people make stuff look real good. On social media, we know that with all of the stuff that's been going on in social media, people been been being exposed like it ain't nothing in the world. So everything that glitter and gold, every, people are not what they post about. People are not what they taking pictures about. All mm-hmm. of these teams and, and, and this, this, and that, and the other that they claim they got, they don't have all of this. You know, so and it's being exposed, and and people are are left, and it's and they made the money, but it's the people that's following them that are left yeah. 
in disgruntled and dismantled because they believe the hype and they try to, you know, imitate themselves after the hype. You know, and, and you you're you're trying to follow this fake person and then it turns out that they're fake. What does that mean for you? That means you fake too. Come on. You know, so now you have to go reevaluate and re look and, and look at yourself again in the mirror. So now you you having an identity crisis. Because you don't know who you are because you was trying to be this person who wasn't even real. Yeah, you're you know, all so over the place. And, and people, and what makes place. it bad, you're all over the place and people can see that. Yes. People can see that. So then when you do decide, okay, I'm going to stop being all over the place, the trust factor, especially in business, is gone. Because you don't do 12 things in two weeks. Who are you? <laughs> What you doing? Like, what? Sit out. <laughs> Figure it out. And the other part about that, too, is what is we rushing for? I made a post today, like, if God showed it to you and he said it's going to be done and you're, every day you're working on it, you put one foot in front of the other, why are you rushing? Who time are you on? Because last I checked, his timing is perfect. Mm. So why am I sitting up here losing my mind about rushing to get to the place that he's already shown me? That, may, that means it's already done because God doesn't show you anything incomplete. incomplete. He shows you things that are done. Mm-hmm. So if he showed you being the author, if he showed you with a successful business, if he showed you married, if he showed you with a new house and a white picket fence, it's done. Mm-hmm. Like all you have to do is every day make sure you are using your faith, and I'm not talking about just praying prayers. I'm talking about you actually getting up and doing something about it to reach that, to reach to that point, so that you can see it manifest with your eyes and with your hands, so you can touch it, see it, feel it, whatever. But it's already done. So what we're we rushing for? I think that's one of the biggest things with pursuing purpose, especially now because everybody thinks that things are instant, but you don't know that old girl was working on that for ten years and she finally got her 10K month, or she finally got on the news, or she finally got all of that. So everybody wants the end result of what looks glorious, but don't know, don't know what work had to be done. And then, like you said, we want somebody else's blessing, but do you really? Because you, you know with that blessing comes all the hell that they went through to get it. So do you really want that? Because I got enough hell myself. So I don't think <laughs> I want to sign up to take on yours. But that's what we do when we compare ourselves, and that's why the Bible says that it's not wise to compare yourself because mm-hmm. you don't even know what you're comparing yourself to, and that's mm-hmm. scary. You can't, you're comparing yourself to what looks like something complete, you know, what looks like a, a complete person, but you don't know. That's why you have to make sure that you set your identity on what God says about you. Your identity mm-hmm. is in God. Period. It's in Christ. Period. Like, you don't need all that stuff. And as we were talking, one verse that came to mind with me was um, Colossians 2 and 10. And it says, um, you've been brought, this is the NIV version because I like what it says, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. Um, the, I think the King James Bible says you are complete in him. And I think a lot of times where we get lost at, is we look for other things to complete us, or we look for things to complete us. Some people are only pursuing purpose because they think that that's going to complete them. Mm-hmm. And it, it won't. I, it will expose how incomplete you are. I think you asked the question, you said, well, what's the rush? And I know, you know, speaking from personal experience, the rush is because we have tied purpose that business that relationship that income or whatever we have de- we have decided in our mind that once we get that it will symbolize happiness for us and we're and we're uh-huh. rushing to get to happiness because right now 
we're not happy. <laughs> so, you know, if if we've already decided that if once I get this business, once I get this relationship, once I get this a certain income, once I and, and that income allows me to do whatever, whatever I want to do, whether it's buy a house, a car, material things, you know, travel, do whatever, whatever that money represents for me, once I get that, then I will be happy. And so Therefore, yeah. my happiness cannot wait. I need it like right now, <laughs> you know. Yep. So that is really, truly what the rush is. However, what I'm learning is that God never promised me happiness. He promised me joy. Oh, he said, the joy, he said the joy of the Lord was my strength, you know. So because, and the reason he never promised us happiness is because happiness changes. And happiness is in things, in people in places. Joy is from God. You know, and and so God will never promise you something that that is fleeting and is always constantly right. changing because God is the same today forevermore and yesterday and tomorrow and whenever. God is yes. always the same. So he's never changing. So why would he give you something that that he can't control because he placed us in time. He placed us in time, so therefore he knows that there are going to be things that are going to come against us. They're not going to be. We're not going to be happy all the time. It's just exactly. Not, it's just not I love possible. what my um. <laughs> I, I love what my bishop says about being happy. He says hap- happiness is based on what's happening. So if something mm-hmm. changes, then what? And I'm like, you know what? That's that that right there is about. That's it. Because you know you could you could happiness is, is a feeling and feelings change, but joy mm-hmm. it's a feeling too. But you have to choose to have joy. A lot of people would take that verse like you know joy comes in the morning. You know you can choose when that morning is right. right. Like it doesn't literally mean like morning. Like it means like you can choose. I'm not gonna keep being sad or depressed or frustrated or angry about this thing right here, but I'm I'm a choose joy. I'm a choose a better perspective. I'm going to choose to keep my head up and keep moving. Why? Because I know that all things work together for for the, for the me. All. All everything. Now, look, he didn't say some. He didn't say a little bit. He said all. So whatever it is that you're up against, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that try to come against you, God got it. So what's the mm-hmm. point of you losing your mind over something that's working together for your good anyway? They may not feel good. It might not even, you know, make sense. But it's all working together for you. There's a lot of times where I look back on my life and I'm like, yeah, that didn't feel good. That experience was really crazy. I didn't appreciate that experience. But now it's like, oh, I get it. I get why that happened, though. I didn't get it then, but I sure get it now. And I'm thankful for it because now I'm able to say, oh, girl, I know, I know how it feels, you know, to be homeless. I've been there, done that. I know how it feels not to know where money coming from and pay your bills. I know how it feels to lose jobs. I know how it feels to lose a man that you thought you was going to marry and be with and you was out there trying on wedding dresses. I mean, I don't been there, done that, seen it all. Okay, mm. what's next? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. But it took me it, forever it, to get to this point. It can be so um, overwhelming sometimes um, for you to be um, – on that journey. So um, before we get out of here, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the healing process so that mm-hmm. um, we can, of course, give them some, you know, strategies of how to how to come out. We can't, can't just tell you all about yourself and don't tell you how to get out now. So what did your healing process look like, or what does the healing process look like to you? For me, it was one um getting to the source of it. I remember it was Wednesday night Bible study, and we were just talking about different things, and Bishop was talking about singles, and he asked a question, and he was like, you know, what if you don't get married till 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 you're older, but you're with the right person? Would it have cost you anything? And then he said, you know, because he was referring to a couple of my church who they waited till they got older. I think they got married in their early 40s. But their marriage is beautiful, and they have beautiful kids, and it's, it's beautiful. So he was just saying that, and then he was like, you know, who put who? If you think back on the first thing that hurt you, first situation that hurt you, who was it? And when he said it, I didn't even mean to say it out loud, but I did. I was like, oh my dad. 
And then I realized, like, oh, I got issues with that. Mm. So you have to first get to the source of it. Where did it begin? Who told you that you were nothing? Who made you feel unworthy? Or what situation happened in your life where you started questioning? Because, you know, when we're kids, we believe everything, right? We believe that we can jump off a five-story building and we ain't going to break nothing. Like, we have crazy faith when we're kids. But for whatever reason, life happens, something happens, somebody say something to us, put something in our ear, we start to change how we view ourselves. So I would say, number one, get to the source of it. And don't get to the fake source of it. Get to the real source of it. When did this start? Why did I accept this? Or if it's something that happened to you, you know, how how have I moved on to this? Did I, did I even acknowledge that that happened to me? Or did I bury it so deep and I just moved on like it never happened? Because that's a, another thing that we do, too. We bury our feelings, but buried feelings alive don't die. They're going to come up eventually, just like roots. They're going to find a way to come up. And if you don't get that thing by the root, it's going to keep growing, and it will never die. So you got to get that thing by the root. First thing I would say in the healing journey, get to the root of it. Where did this begin? Then when you realize where did it begin, you make, be intentional about changing that narrative, whether it's I'm not good enough. You know, for me, it was a relationship with my dad, a rejection. I always felt like I wasn't good enough. I always felt like I had to prove myself. I always felt like I had to do all of this stuff to gain somebody love. It, it affected me a whole lot, especially in the area of relationships. Um, and I didn't like that. So you have to be intentional about changing the pattern that that, that one situation or many situations caused in your life. What, where did this start? Okay, now i got to be intentional about changing it. The other thing is definitely go to God. You cannot do this healing journey without God, period. You keep trying, but it's not going to work. The alcohol ain't going to do it. The cigarettes ain't going to do it. The random sex with the ex that you probably need to cut off or a random mm-hmm. sex period ain't going to do it. That man that you know ain't right, but you just got him sticking around because you don't want to be lonely, that ain't going to do it. You buying up all mm-hmm. the clothes, that was my thing. I was cute, but <laughs> child, I was a mess. Buying all the clothes, cute, looking but, cute all the time, nice shoes. Up on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing is going to fill that void like you recommitting, committing yourself to God first if you haven't, or recommitting yourself to God and saying, okay, I'm going to do this for real. Getting in your word, making time to pray, making time to meditate. I think one thing that, that we lack is learning how to meditate. And some people, I know now it's like a spooky term because some people meditate and they're meditating on the wrong thing. They ain't meditating on the word. They're meditating on spirits and all that other stuff. But mm-hmm. that is something that the Bible says to do is to meditate on the word. So we just been taught to pray, read, get up. But we, we necessarily haven't been taught to sit still and wait mm-hmm. to hear what God says about a particular thing. So the, mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Um, wait. Wait for instruction. If you are confused about a thing, don't make any move. If you're unsure, don't just jump and make a, make a decision. And I know that's complete opposite of what the world says. The world says, you know, make a decision fast, be quick, blah, blah, blah. Not if God ain't tell you to do that thing. Because you'll be done, put yourself down the path that God never had for you. So I would say, you know, do those things, but definitely put God first. And get yourself surrounded by people who are on the same journey or where you want to be. There are people who have mastered mm-hmm. things that you are struggling with. Get with those people so that they can help you and give you advice, sound, wise, godly advice on how they overcame whatever that issue is. So if you have an issue with drinking and smoking, you can't be around a whole bunch of people that drink and smoke. If you have an right. issue with 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 lust and fornication, you can't be around people that be talking about what they did with so-and-so last night. You have to change your crew mm-hmm. because, you know, that, that's, again, Bible again, bad company. You're, you're turning to the people that you hang around, and you have to be honest with yourself about it. And it doesn't mean that you love those people less. It just means that you have to separate yourself so that you can be, you can create the environment you need for your growth. Mm. So you definitely have to be intentional all the way around with everything you do with the healing. And then you got to ask yourself, if I don't heal, what has this costed me? And then look back and say, what has, what has it cost me? So I can look back and say, okay, that caused me maybe some opportunities. That caused me maybe some good relationships. Or, you know, I'm not talking about male and 
female. I'm talking about just friendships overall. Or that caused me being better off than I could have been right now. But at the same time, you better thank God for his grace. But his grace is not a license to do whatever the heck you want and then finally decide, okay, I'm good, I want to come. No, his grace is all those opportunities can come around again. But will you miss the opportunity? Will you miss the blessing because you're out of position? And when you're not intentionally choosing to heal and you're deciding to leave the wound open and bleed out, you're out of position. And you're affecting everyone around you. Everyone around absolutely, you. Absolutely. I only thing I would add to all of that phenomenal stuff she just said is that <laughs> is that when you um in getting to the root and I absolutely agree that that's the number first step. In getting to the root, one of the exercises I used to do that I um implement in um in my writing to heal class is that a lot of times people um don't really know where the root of something comes from. They have to really take, because you have to be able to take that journey and go into the deep. Yeah. You know, because a lot of times we deal with our issues on the pain and on the surface, so you may not know. So one of the exercises that I do um, in in that course is that I tell people to really go pull up an old photo album. As old as you can remember, a uh, photo album that you can, whether it be from your childhood or either years ago, go pull out that photo album and begin to flip through and and look at some of those pictures and pull out the ones that exhibit strong emotion in you. If you laugh, pull that out. If you cry, pull it out. If it makes you mad, pull it out. <laughs> you know, and begin to explore those emotions and talk that thing out so you'll begin to get to the root of something because whether we want to believe it or not, and this is why a lot of people don't get to the root of their issues because we have a lot of things, like you said, that's buried in us from years ago that happened to us in our childhood, in our teenage years, you know, um, and it's affecting us as adults. But we think well, because society has told us to put our big girl panties on and you should be over it, that was years ago, um, let it go. Society tells you that, but the little girl on the inside of you still wants to be heard you know so you right. have to heal that little girl and give that little girl voice you know to the pain so that's why it's good to uh, revisit a lot of those memories you know your earliest memories of, of of your childhood and things that went on in your life we joke about a we joke about a lot of toxic stuff that went on in um in our households but is really is really toxic toxic and we don't understand yeah. that it's toxic you know we think oh i just it was that was normal no baby that's not normal <laughs> you know you know your brokenness and the things that happen to you is not normal you know um i remember telling people um when we came back here to memphis from texas we lived in texas and um my mama was on welfare we was on what they call we was living in the hood or what they call section eight but we had a house you know we had a house and we had you know we lived in a mixed neighborhood right outside the army base and this is and that and the other and so we didn't know we was poor we didn't know we was poor until we got back right so we got back to memphis and we had to move into the real project you know we had to move into the shotgun house <laughs> you know where you you walk in the front door and fall out the back like immediately you know so and then we moved to the to the real projects around all these drugs and this alcohol and these gun violence. So it was a culture shock to us because we didn't. And, and my mom was looking at us like, "Baby, we've always been poor, but we didn't know it because we didn't go with that. We we were never lacking. And we were never around this type of environment. We still never lacked, but we had never been around that type right. of activity in that type of environment. So a lot of times." You don't understand that what you grew up with was broken until you be until you get out of that environment. Mm 
You know, so a right. lot of times we have to take that trip down memory lane, you know, and allow God to awaken us uh, in, in things like that. Because a lot of times, especially when it comes to children, you know, you don't really know that your mama and your daddy was messed up. Their parenting skills was jacked up until you become an adult. Right. <laughs> and then you realize that, wait a minute, mom and daddy wasn't right. They did mess some things up. In your 20s, you realize they messed some things up. Then when you get to your 30s, you realize that, yeah, they messed some things up, but they did the best that they could with their circumstances. Then you rebuild their relationship and all of that. But for a moment, you'd be like, you start judging everything that your parents did because you're coming into an awareness that some things just were not right and some things are the root cause of your behavior patterns, you know, and how you interact with people and how you relate to other people. So it's okay to identify those behaviors and then, like you said, be intentional about changing it and taking it to God, you know, because... God is the only one, he's the only true father that can really show you what wholeness looks like. And the only thing that I would add to to yours is, in addition to, you, you have to know what wholeness looks like for you. Because it's going right. to be different for all of us. You know, because I, I see so many people telling people, you need to heal, you need to heal. But what, do you, what, what does wholeness look like, though? What does that look you know, like? Because of right. Whole, right, because if I don't know what it looks like, I'm going to forever think I'm trying to heal, and then I'm going to forever think that it's not attainable because right. I don't I don't have a picture in my mind, you know, what, and, and, you know, for me, you know, for a lot of us, it's you want a healthy relationship. Well, what does a healthy relationship look like? Well, I want a man that's faithful. Well, what does faithfulness look like? <laughs> How right. will you know? Because otherwise, your discernment going to be off and your pick is still going to be wrong if you don't face that. You know, if you don't take that to God to be able to show what does this look like. You know, and, and, and everybody's definition of, of wholeness is totally different. So you have to determine this is what wholeness looks like for me. This is my definition. This is kind of the same thing with success. People say, well, success is relative. Everybody defines it differently. Exactly. But whatever I define success as, that's what I'm attaining for. I don't care what your definition exactly. is because I'm not attaining for yours. If and I the say other thing about <laughs> Right. Go ahead. And I was just going to say the other thing about the what it looks like is it's in God's word. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. Yo, you being whole, you being healed, you being, you knowing now how to navigate through certain things. Everything that we need is in his word. It can be found in his word. But if you're not in the word, you're not going to know that. Right. Right. You're not going to know that. And he will reveal to you what you don't understand. He will reveal to you. Mm -hmm. But you got to be connected to him. He said, "I, I come to me so I can help you, so I can you know, give you wisdom. He says, pray for wisdom. Continuously pray. Pray in all things. But if you're not building that relationship and you're not doing that, then how are you going to find out what you, where you need to be? You you can't. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know, and sometimes when it comes to reading the Bible, we have to get in God's presence. But some people don't even know how to read the Bible. They, you can't, because you, I hear a lot of people, where do I start? Where do I read? Look at baby, start with the concordance. However you feeling, if you feeling depressed, look up depressed in that concordance. Yes. And you're going to find you some scriptures or some people who went through some depression and God is going to talk to you in them scriptures. And 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 I and cuz a lot I hate when people try to read just start with Genesis. No, baby, start with what you need from God and allow him to minister to you where you are because the Bible is not a history book. We don't care nothing about you knowing every scripture from Genesis to Revelation. We want you to get to be impacted by God and for the word to change your life and to change your behavior because you can read the Bible from from cover to cover. If it don't change your behavior, you're not changed. You're still going to go to hell. Very you know, true. so it's, it's better for you to build that relationship. That's how I built my relationship with God is I started with how I was feeling. Look, I feel like this. Today I'm feeling lonely. Today I'm feeling miserable. Today I'm depressed. Today I need help. Today I need a word from God for my business. I need to know. I was doing 
all of that in, in that concordance, looking up scriptures and reading <laughs> on them people. And that's how God began to talk to me in my situation because I went searching for answers to my problems. And that's what the Bible is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a solution to our everyday needs. Is God I don't even think it's in the Bible that he said we got to know all scriptures. We don't. <laughs> That's something man made. Right. No, it's not. You know, it really isn't. You need, you, it, 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 if, that's it's case, why do, if that's the case, why every preacher use Bible? What you said? <laughs> because nobody knows it from cover to cover. People will tell you, all these plans, read the Bible in a year. That's all great and dandy. But, baby, how did it change your life? Right. You know, what's what's the testimony? How how was it impactful to you? I don't care if you can't find but five scriptures, you better stand on them five and, and work it to <laughs> from now to, to to eternity, you know, and so that you can get a revelation of who God is and who you are in him. Because that's really what it's all about. The enemy wants to distort who you are in Christ and he don't want you to uncover, you know, the 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 blessings that you have in store for you as a child of the Father. That's what it's really all about, you know, so that he can get you on the wrong path and get you distracted, you know. Yeah. Um, so before we get out of here, Natalie, tell us about um, Release the Queen in You Ooh. and how they well, how we can um, connect with you. <laughs> well, I say that's a, I'll put it in short term. So it started out as a book. Then after people read mm -hmm. the book, they decided, hey, how do I join your movement? And I'm like, what movement? It's not a movement. <laughs> and then people kept asking. So I'm like, well, maybe it is a movement. So I was like, okay, God, what you want me to do with this? People started asking me to speak at different places. I'm like, okay. Then people were like, I need your I need your blog. I need this. You're encouraging me. I'm like, you know what? This is something. So I turned it into a business. So it is now a business. And I am an author, speaker, coach. Um, I help women get over their past so they can move forward and get to their breakthrough. Um, as far as Release the Queen You, there are so many amazing things happening. I have the podcast, Just Queen and Podcast. I have um, online webinars, an online community called the Crown Up Community on Facebook. If you want to join that, just look it up and you'll see it's, everything's purple. I'll let you join in. It's a community of women who are on the journey of becoming their best selves. Also, um, so much more coming up. I can't even say it all, but so much more coming up. So you can you can find out about everything on my website at www.releasethequeenandyou.com. When you sign up, you get access to my free online course, um, and it's going to help you honor your crown. It's going to help you be jumpstart you to being the queen that God has called you to be. Absolutely. Amen. And thank you so much, Natalie, for sitting down with me and having this um, candid conversation. I hope as you guys are listening, you flow with us because this is kind of what we do when we get together and we talk about stuff. Wow. We just go we just go up and down, around and around in circles and um, bring it back home to God. You know, um, that's kind of what we do. But I hope you were, were blessed by this discussion, and I hope that you have been able to um, adjust your crown and really, truly understand what the journey of becoming is all about. Um, as always, you can reach me um, on all of my social media platforms under Indiana Tuggle. Um, be sure to visit my website at www.indianatuggle.com. There you can check out my services, purchase books, shop my graphical, my graphic inspirational t-shirts and courses and etc. And of course, if you have any comments, I do want to hear from you or any questions for me about the show, please email me at pursuitofpurpose2019 at gmail.com. Again, that's pursuitofpurpose2019 at gmail.com. Until next time, be blessed and walk in victory. And always remember that there is purpose in your pain. Good day. <laughs>